This is Women of Grace Live, discussing issues important to your life and faith. Spiritual insight, practical wisdom. Join us as we transform the world one woman at a time. Women of Grace, for such a time as this. Now, here's your host, Johnette Williams. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Women of Grace Live. I am Johnette Williams. Very happy to be with you today. I certainly am. Love spending this time with you Monday through Friday discussing issues of importance to your life and your faith. I'm always eager to hear from you here. Yes, I am. That's why it's a live show. <laughs> so we can chit-chat on the air together. I'll give you a toll-free number to use right here in North America so we can do just that. 833-288-EWTN. That's that's 833-288-3986. That is the way that you can join us live here on Women of Grace Live. I love having that holy conversation with you. I certainly do. Matthew Gubinski will take your call. He'll get some information uh, from you and he'll put you up on the board. We will be able to chit chat together based on all of that. Now, if you're a first time caller, I certainly do want to know. I will ring my bell for you to welcome you for your debut right here on Women of Grace Live. So be sure to let Matthew know that when you call in. The number again, 833-288-EWTN. Now, if you're outside of North America, this is the number for you to use. Country code 1-205-271-2985. That's country code 1-205-271-2985. Eight, five. Feel free to use that number and join us here today. Available for you as well out there at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. We invite you to use the chat feature there. Put in your question or comment, anything that you would like to share with us. Michael McCall will retrieve it and he'll get it up on the board and I'll be able to address whatever it is that you have left for us there to discuss. And again, if you're a first time submitter, I sure do want to know. There we go. There's that bell ringing it again for your debut right here on Women of Grace Live. Uh, You know, all kinds of good things happening through Women of Grace. I've been sharing with you about them. I like to do that at the top of the show. I don't know how you set your calendar. My calendar gets pretty filled up. It surely does. So I want to know about good opportunities for me to grow in my life of faith uh, so that I can be sure to pencil that in and make sure that I don't pencil over a day that is going to offer me something that's going to last forever, you know? I mean, lots of things offer us something, but it's for the short duration of this temporal existence of ours. As we continue to move forward in our relationship with the Lord, we want to keep our ears and our eyes open wide so that we can see and hear about good things that are going to last forever, things that really can impact our spiritual life, things that can help us live that abundant life of our Lord Jesus Christ and share it with others. And for that reason, we're always offering something for you to do in that way that's going to attribute to your spiritual life and hopefully help you to gain eternal life, uh, I like to make you aware of those things. That's why we do these things. So let me just share with you now, March the 4th coming up. Today is leap year day, by the way. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) I'll bet you there are a few of you out there who have birthdays today, and this is the real day of your birth. Why not call us and let us know that? (laughs) And we will be very, very happy to ring a bell and celebrate with you. (laughs) 
on this your birthday. Uh, I do know one person whose birthday is today, and I wish him a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Preston. I don't know if you're listening or not, but a happy birthday to you. All of that being said, March 4th, March 1st is tomorrow. March 4th coming up right on the heels of it. We want for you to join us uh, for a beautiful book study that we're going to be holding. Lots of you have signed up already, which makes us very giddy with joy. Seasons of the Soul is what is the book, and that is written by Blessed Conchita. It really walks us through the spiritual life and she compares them to the seasons of the year. Uh, It's a really unique way of looking at our growth in our life of faith and the way in which God draws us to himself. So I certainly hope that you will join us and study that book. Sue Brinkman's going to be leading that book study. We have lots of regulars, lots of people that show up for every single book study, and there's a reason for that. They're very, very good. So if you've never signed up before, this might be the time for you to just take that plunge and join us. It starts March the 4th. Uh, We'll do our very best to get the book to you in time. Uh, So get on out there and sign up, register today. Uh, On March the 16th, Chris Arnold, our regional coordinator there in the Harrisburg, Pennsylvania area, uh, is hosting a beautiful day at Holy Name of Jesus Catholic Church. It's really a morning from 8 a.m. until 12 noon. Uh, It is a Lenten morning of grace, and Sue Brinkman is going to be talking about modern and mortified doing Lent in the 21st century. Isn't that a great topic? Modern and mortified doing Lent in the 21st century. Uh, Here we are in the midst of Lent. I don't know about you, but I would always like to learn how to do Lent better. I don't think I do the best job during this liturgical season, I have to be honest. I try my very best. I do make resolutions. I strive to um, I strive to be true to those resolutions. Uh, but sometimes, you know, I, I find myself tripping up. Well, moments like this call us back to attention. Uh, so I invite you to join uh, all of the beautiful ladies that will gather there at Holy Name of Jesus Catholic Church in Harrisburg on March the 16th, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Uh, Sue presenting a beautiful morning for the women at the invitation of Chris Arnold. All of the information available for you at our website. So get out there and check it out. And also want to let you know another book study coming up on April the 15th, uh, Icon of Trust. This is a lovely, lovely book. Um, You know, I had the uh, opportunity to interview the author, Father Slawomir Zredka, uh, some time ago. And uh, I was captivated by this book, absolutely captivated by it. I was so captivated by it that I purchased a copy for about 20 of my friends. <laughs> yes, I did. Our, our regional coordinators, I wanted them uh, to, to, to have an opportunity uh, to, to read this book and not really just to read it, but to pray it. It's a beautiful book. Sue is going to be leading the women through that book, following the seasons of the soul. You should sign up for all three of the book studies, the last one being one that's going to uh, be happening um, as we approach that uh, Pentecost season. Uh, It'll begin on May the 27th in the School of the Holy Spirit by Father Jacques Philippe. So many of you are familiar with uh, Father Jacques' books. They're really, really beautiful books, very lovely spirituality there. Uh, So this is going to be a wonderful opportunity for you. May the 10th, I I certainly want to mention this, May the 10th, Ave Maria University uh, down there outside of Naples, Florida in Ave Maria, Florida. Uh, The Ave Maria University is going to be hosting a Marian Eucharistic Conference. And the uh, theme of that conference is My Soul Proclaims the Greatness of of our Lord. And you know that passage from Luke chapter 1, verse 46, uh, one of my favorite scenes in sacred scripture. I would probably have to say that it is my favorite scene. I just 
love the Annunciation and I love uh, the Visitation. So the two of them together, just, you know, like it's like two sides of a coin. And I just want to hold on to that coin, that spiritual coin uh, for the rest of my life and ask the Holy Spirit to take me deeply into those mysteries. Uh, but we're going to be out there. And guess who's going to be there speaking with me? Raymond Arroyo is going to be there. Kathleen Beckman is going to be there. Father Rafael Capo is going to be there. Mother um, Adela Galindo is going to be there. And Father Joseph Mary Rogers is going to be there. So it's going to be a beautiful day. Uh, you can register at our website, get out there to womenofgrace.com, Ave Maria University, of course. Lovely place to be any time of the year, <laughs> every day of the year. Just lovely. All of that being said, all kinds of good things available for you there. And listen, when you go out to our website, be sure to check out our blogs. Okay, I think that you're going to love them, uh, both the New Age blog that Sue Brinkman does, as well as our blog uh, that is more general to the uh, to the ministry itself. 833-288-EWTN. Give me a call. Give me a call. Give me a call. We're going to be right back. Stay tuned. The Women of Grace phone lines are open. 1-833-288-EWTN. 1-833-288-3986. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Women of Grace Live. I'm Johnette Williams. Well, you heard those numbers. I'm eager for you to use them. 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. Actually, it's the same number. <laughs> 833-288-EWTN. That's the way that you can join us live here on Women of Grace Live. Uh, I did issue an invitation to all of you who are celebrating birthdays today to let us know if it's your birthday so we can wish you a happy one. I will ring my bell for you if you call in today and it's your birthday. Uh, you know, it must be very interesting to be born on February 29th. I mean, that day only appears once every four years. Uh, and I think that some people celebrate it on the 28th and I think some people celebrate it on March 1st. I'm not really sure which is the best way to do that, but it's a unique situation. Uh, and uh, Rich even mentioned to me when we were on the break, you know, what about people that have had their wedding, an wedding anniversary today? I thought, wow, I, that would be a very unique day to get married, right? Leap year. <laughs> I'm not quite sure about that. Uh, but anyway, we would love to hear from all of you uh, if, in fact, today is your birthday so that we can wish you a happy one. Uh, we are, uh, you know, here in the midst of Lent, and I was thinking about that. And, I, you know, there, examinations of conscience are very, very good because when we go to confession, uh, and, and we are to go to confession regularly, really. Uh, I think that the church requirement is once a year, but golly gee, I don't know how you would manage that. I mean, how would you go into the confessional once a year and make it a good confession? Uh, obviously, the fact of the matter is we want to confess every single mortal sin because a mortal sin deals a death blow to our soul. But the hope is that if we committed a mortal sin, if we were unfortunate enough to do such a thing, we would want to race to the sacrament as quickly as we can because we've broken off fellowship with God and basically our spirit is dead. We don't want to die like that. We don't know the day nor the time that God's going to come and say, hey, uh, you know, your number's up. Let's go. We don't know when that's going to happen, but we sure wouldn't want to be caught in that predicament. So I would hope that if there was a mortal sin on your soul, you wouldn't wait, uh, you know, until some, I don't know, day that you decide you'll mosey on over to the confessional. Uh, that would be foolish. So if, if you're hearing my voice today and you're in mortal sin, run to confession. Get there as quickly as you possibly can. Uh, if we really want to make progress in the spiritual life, though, we don't want to just go, uh, you know, we just don't want to go once a year. That wouldn't make any sense either. 
I, you know, because we don't want to have anything that would mar uh, our, our, our path or, or be, create an obstacle to making spiritual progress. And what is spiritual progress? Well, it, it's growing in union with God. It is, it is allowing the God life to take up more and more residence within us. Well, you know, you, you can't be in terrible sin, uh, you know, and, and expect the God life is there. It's not. That would be mortal sin. But even venial sins wound the soul. Even venial sins, you know, take up space. Of course, there is no space in the soul because it's purely spirit. But the fact of the matter is, it, you get the idea. It, it encumbers the soul. Uh, it, it makes the soul less supple to the movement of grace that God would like to uh, affect within the soul. So we want to get rid of those things. You know, we, we don't ever want to deliberately sin. We don't ever want to give ourselves a pass on sin. I remember somebody once saying to me, well, this is my only vice. It's like, okay, well then, gee, if that's the only one you got, you know, you should wage an all-out war against it, right? Because then you'd be perfected, you know, if that's your only vice. But because you think that it's your only vice doesn't give you a right to have a vice. I mean, you know, you know what a vice, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's crazy. So you, you really even want to work out the imperfections, right? Your imperfections, the, 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 the weaknesses, the proclivities, you know, uh, that, that, you know, are part of your temperament, maybe, or part of the way in which you were raised, you know, well, our family always, well, okay, but if that always is something that is less than perfect, you don't want to make that part of your, your ongoing experience and pass it on to future generations, right? So we even want to wage a war against, um, we want to wage a war against our imperfections. And I don't know about you, but, you know, I need a good examination of conscience to help me. Uh, I'm not always a very good self-observer, you know? Um, you know, I, I, I pray for that grace all of the time. You know, Lord, give me a sensitive conscience. Help me to see myself clearly. Uh, but to greater or lesser extent, we see ourselves, you know, we, we see ourselves as we are to greater or lesser extent. I am always happy when there's an illumination of the Holy Spirit. I'm always happy when the Holy Spirit comes and, and, and convicts me, shows me, you know, takes me out of my, you know, my, my, uh, you know, own, uh, incapacity, my own blindness and, and sheds light, uh, you know, and when the Holy Spirit convicts, you know, he doesn't condemn, he convicts and it's very sweet the soul likes it. it. It's like, I don't know, you know, uh, it's like, you know, a bittersweet moment, uh, you know, and you say, oh, thank you for showing me this. It hurts me so. It hurts me so because we don't want to offend God. But at the same time, there's that gratitude and the Holy Spirit, he makes it sweet. He makes it sweet so that the soul is not repelled, but rather encouraged to run to confession. So, um, and phone lines are lighting up. Thank you so very much. 833-288-EWTN. So what I thought I'd do, I, I just want to read you a really good examination of conscience. It, it's one of the best that I've found. There's lots of good ones out there. We, we have one on our website by the Fathers of Mercy uh, that they've given us permission to have there that you can download. It's an excellent one too. This one, however, is found in the New Roman Missal uh, given to us by Father. Uh, and I think that this actually comes from the 1940s. I'd have to look at the copyright on it. And I, I think I'll do that for you because if I'm going to reference a book um, and give you good insight, I like for it to be as um, accurate as I can be to help you find it if you want to get a copy. So um, the imprimatur was given in uh, on August 1st, 1945. Uh, but this particular, it was updated in... Uh, 
uh, February 16th of 1947. But listen to this examination of conscience. I, uh, I think that you're going to find it very beneficial. I know I do. All right, so this is an examination of the Ten Commandments of God. I'm going to go through these quickly. But you might be sitting there right now, you know, just allow the Holy Spirit to recollect you because maybe this will provide something for you so that when you go to the sacrament, you can you can make a very, very good confession. Uh, so uh, against the first commandment. So, you know, what is the first uh, commandment? You know what the first commandment is. It's, I am the Lord thy God. You shall have no false gods before me. So here's the examination uh, re- with regard to that. Have you doubted in matters of faith? Have you murmured against God at your adversity or at the prosperity of others? Have you despaired of his mercy? Have you believed in fortune tellers or consulted them? We would include here, of course, psychics. Have you gone to places of worship belonging to other denominations? Have you recommended yourself daily to God? Have you neglected your morning or night prayers? Have you omitted religious duties or practices through motives of human respect? Have you read books papers, and periodicals of anti-Catholic or atheistic tendency? Have you made use of superstitious practices? Have you spoken with levity or irreverence of priests, religious, or sacred objects? Isn't that a good examination of conscience for the first one? We're sometimes tempted to read that first one, you know, you shall have no false gods before me, and we only think of the golden calf, right? No. It's really more involved in that. Number two, uh, second commandment, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And here is an examine for that. Have you taken the name of God in vain, profaned anything relating to religion? Have you sworn falsely, rashly, or in slight and trivial matters? Have you cursed yourself or others? Isn't that interesting? Negative self-talk, negative self-talk. Have you cursed yourself or others or any creature? Have you angered others so as to make them swear or blaspheme God? How about that? Number three, remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath day. Here's an examine. Have you kept holy the Lord's day and all other days commanded to be kept holy? Have you bought or sold things not of necessity on that day? Oh, dear. Goodness. Gracious. All of our malls are open. Have we bought or sold things not of necessity? on that day, done or commanded some servile work, not of necessity, missed mass or been willfully distracted during mass, willfully distracted, note the adjective. Have you talked, gazed, or laughed in the church? What about that? So many of our Catholic parishes are like social halls before and after mass and at the sign of peace. Have we talked, gazed, or laughed in the church. Heaven's sakes. What about this one? Number four, honor thy father and thy mother, that thou mayest be long lived upon the land which the Lord thy God will give thee. How about that? Do you notice that commandment comes with a promise? If we honor our mother and father, we will be long lived upon the land which the Lord God hath promised. All right. Number four, have you honored your parents, superiors, and masters according to your just duty? Interesting. There's no expiration date on honoring our parents. There is no coming of age date. It doesn't stop at 18 or 21. Have you honored your parents, superiors, and masters according to your just duty? Have you deceived them? Have you disobeyed them? Have you failed in due reverence to aged persons? In reverence to aged persons. 
you know, I have to look at that and ask myself some questions with regard to that because sometimes, you know, I look at the way things are going in the country and I sometimes think disparaging thoughts. That's a good one. Lord, have mercy. Number five, what about this one? Thou shalt not kill. You might say, well, I've not murdered anybody recently. Well, hey, wait. Have you procured, desired, or hastened the death of anyone? Procured, desired, or hastened the death of anyone. I want you to think about that in terms of what is legal in this country today. Of course, there is abortion, but what about doctor-assisted suicide? What about drugs that hasten a person's death? What about those things? Have we oppressed anyone? Have we desired revenge? Have we not forgiven injuries? Has somebody injured you physically or emotionally, spiritually, psychologically? Has someone talked poorly about you? Has someone disrespected you? Okay, it's not asking, has this happened? Here's what it's asking. Have you forgiven those people? Have you refused to speak to others? How many families? How many families? have individuals in it who will not speak or even come into contact with some other family members. That's a sin against the fifth commandment. Have you used provoking language? Have you injured others? Remember, leave your gifts at the altar. If anyone has anything against you, if your brother holds something against you, leave your gifts at the altar. Go be reconciled. That's not about your brother injuring you. That's about you injuring someone. Have you sought forgiveness for that, from them and from God? Have you caused enmity between others? That all comes under the fifth commandment. Have you, have you been the cause of people getting into arguments? I, I know some families where you know people like to stir up trouble. I hope it's not you doing the stirring up or participating in it. All right, number six and number nine. They deal with these together. Thou shalt not commit adultery. And number nine, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. A joint examine here. Have you been guilty of lascivious dressing? Oh, ladies. Gentlemen too, but ladies. Have you dressed in a provocative way? You know what I mean, have you? That's a sin. That's a sin against the sixth commandment. Have you been in lewd company? You know, ribald company where the jokes are less than desirable. Have you entertained company like that? Meaning that, you know, you are the one that is permitting it to happen. Have you participated in it? What about read immodest books? How about that one? What about some of those romance novels? Even today, we would say, have, do you listen to immodest books? Have you been guilty of unchaste songs, discourses, words, or actions? Think about some of the lyrics in songs today. Have you willfully entertained impure thoughts or desires? It's a really good one to... Consider, uh, we live in such a, a, a culture today, right? What about number seven? Seven, thou shalt not steal. 
Today, you don't even get prosecuted if you steal under a certain amount of value. Have you been guilty, you know, and then people think it's okay. Oh my gosh. Have you been guilty of stealing or of deceit in buying or selling in regard to wares, prices, weights, or measures? Have you been guilty of stealing or of deceit in buying or selling in regard to wares, prices, weights, or measures? Have you willfully damaged another man's goods or negligently spoiled them? Interesting. Number eight. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Have you borne false witness? Have you lied about somebody? Have you uh, been slanderous against somebody? Have you uh, participated in detraction against somebody? Have you uh, be calumnous towards somebody? Have you borne false witness? Uh, Have you called someone injurious names? What about in an argument? Have you called people names in an argument? Have you disclosed another's sins? Ooh, what about that one? What about flattered others? How about that? Have you flattered others? Now, the difference between flattering somebody and paying them a compliment is great. Flattering them is because you really want something from them. And so you puff them up, which isn't good for them and really bad for you because you don't mean it. Have you judged rashly? Have you been quick to judge someone? Either their, you know, destiny in eternal life, or have you rashly judged them and thought that they were at fault? Have you dreamed up notions about people, misunderstanding what their action actually was, and then drawing up a narrative in your head and treating them by way of the narrative instead of really finding out what was going on? And what about number 10? Number 10, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. Have you coveted unjustly anything that belongs to another? Have you coveted? Have you wanted it? Have you wanted it and have you not wanted them to have it? Have you coveted it? Been jealous of it, envious of it? Have you coveted it? Well, I don't know. I think that's a really good examination of conscience. I think it lays bare what's really going on in the soul. And really, what I'm suggesting today is we all need the sacrament of reconciliation, each and every one of us listening today. I don't think that, uh, you know, we've been perfected yet. If we were perfected, God would take us already. The fact that we're still here means there's still work to be done. It's Lent. Let's be about the business. And let's make firm purposes of amendment, resolutions that help for us to grow in union with God, that help for us to make our way to that perfect place where He wants us to be in this life and in the next. Well, the phone lines are lit up and I'm going right to them. We've got some space available though. 833-288-EWTN is the way that you can join us today. Let me know if you're a first timer. Ringing that bell, EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page is available too. Coming right back. Stay tuned. Join in on the conversation. The Women of Grace phone lines are open. 
288-EWTN, 1-833-288-3986. Well, welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Women of Grace Live. I'm Johnette Williams. Happy to be with you today and looking forward to talking with you. Phone lines, we've got some callers here, and you can join them, 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986 is the way that you can join us live here today. I'll ring my bell if you're a first-time caller, and I'll ring my bell if you're a first-time submitter. To submit your question via social media, just go out to EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and or Facebook page and use the chat feature there. Uh, Michael McCall will retrieve it, get it up on the board. Matthew Gubinski, Gubinski is going to be taking your calls today, and Rich Jesse is producing the show. Uh, we're happy to get to these lines. I've got Lois with us. Lois is in Texas. I'm not sure where in Texas, but she's listening to us via Guadalupe Radio Network. Good morning to you, Lois. Uh, mine is not a birthday, but it is the first anniversary of my husband's death four years ago. Oh, Lois. Well, he had an incredible sense of humor, and uh, I thought how funny that to his end he made it so I only had to mourn him every four years. <laughs> oh, my goodness sakes. Well, you know... Um, it, sometimes um, uh, we die as we live, right? Right. <laughs> and yeah. uh, the fact that he had a tremendous sense of humor, it, it sounds like he still provides you with an opportunity to put a smile on your face. And uh, I, I know this must be quite poignant. I also know that though uh, the anniversary date per se only appears once every four years, you've been mourning him all of these four years because that's what happens when we lose uh, a loved one. Unfortunately, he had Alzheimer's for 18 years. So I mourned him even longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And passing from the earth was, I, actually, I was shocked when he actually, because I was like, oh, when he leaves, because he's already been gone, you know, yes. mentally, didn't know who I was, but it still got me. <laughs> and today's got sure. me, which cracks me up too, that it's, because I think the other two years, I'm like, do I mourn him on the 28th or is it the first? And so that kept my mind busy. But today the mass was said for him and uh, it, it got me choked up a little bit. So, oh, Lois. Anyhow, well, it's all good. I will be taking, I will be tucking you into my heart and taking you into mass in a little while. But let me just share this with you too. Um, my mom passed away of Alzheimer's and I know what that's like. And uh, mom, at the end of her life, she was communicative, but she wasn't communicating anything that made sense. And sometimes her words were garbled together and we didn't know what she was trying to express. Uh, so mom, as mom was, was no longer there either. And when it finally came time for her and the Lord said, okay, I'm taking you now, uh, it was a graced moment. And so I understand what that's like. And and my late husband died of um, glioblastoma multiforme right. 4. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, we it, it's interesting when you have these progressive diseases uh, because you're grieving every loss of capacity through that period of time. You know, uh, and, and and something of them is being taken by way of that disease, uh, and so when they finally come to that that auspicious moment where soul leaves body, uh, there's an elation of heart uh, yes. for their sake, as well as the sorrow that accompanies the passing of somebody that we love. So it's very unique. Um, so, well, well, thank one you for sh- fun thing. He actually years into the disease, probably I don't know ten plus. He actually asked me to marry him. He didn't realize I was his wife. 
<laughs> but I was visiting him one day, and he asked me, on Mother's Day, in fact, if I would marry him. I'm like, how lucky am I that this man who doesn't know he's already married to me wanted to marry me? So. <laughs> surely, surely. <laughs> and on, on Mother's Day, what a beautiful Mother's Day gift he gave it you, was. you know. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's that's precious. So you know that that part of him never died. <laughs> he he always loved you and was always attracted to you. You can carry that with you. Absolutely, that's, that's yep. beautiful, Lois. Truly blessed. Thirty-one years of marriage, so oh my heavens, more of it with Alzheimer's. But you know what? I would do it all over again. So yeah, truly blessed. Well. God bless you today, Lois. And Father, we just lift your daughter up to you on this day, this poignant day uh, that she celebrates the life of her husband and mourns his passing. I ask, Father, that through the maternal beatitude of our Blessed Lady, who knows what it's like to lose a spouse, I just pray uh, that you, Mother, would rain down upon your daughter all of those uh, blessed, blessed graces that come by way of your Immaculate Heart. May she feel the warmth of your mantle about her. And in some way, Lord, may she also feel the warmth of, of her husband's love, because love never dies. Father, I thank you for Lois, for the beautiful years that she gave, you gave her and her husband together, and for this wonderful witness to what married life can be, even under the most stressful of circumstances. And we offer this prayer to you in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the merits of his cross, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and with the maternal beatitude and intercession of our Blessed Lady. Amen. And we're going to ring that bell, Lois. We're going to ring that bell for you and for your husband, okay? Thank you so much for the prayer, and thank you for taking my call. Oh, you're welcome, Lois, and God bless you. Bye-bye now. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Beautiful call. Beautiful, beautiful call. Thank you. Thank you, Lois. Let's get to Jackie. You can join Jackie on the air here, too, 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. Jackie is outside of Foxborough, Massachusetts, listening to us via Station of the Cross. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Jeanette. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm not a first-time caller, um, and I am looking for some advice and discernment. Um, My godchild, my niece, is having a ceremony in May. She calls it um, a wedding. my husband and I are struggling. Of course, she wants us to attend, but she's, she's, um, the ceremony is with her girlfriend. So it's two females. And my husband and I are struggling because it's, it's not our belief. We um, have a beautiful uh, sacramental marriage of 45 years, and, and this is not sitting right. Of course, our family is, is going to be very uh, upset with us, and some may even just kind of remove us from their <laughs> uh, Christmas list, if you will. Um, and so we don't we don't want to attend and give the message that we're okay with this, but we want her to know we we love her so much and. Um, we do want her happy, but we, we don't believe this is how true happiness is found. So, there we are. Well, Jackie, you know, it is difficult, and uh, it, it continues to astonish me, really, that uh, 
the acceptance of these kinds of relationships has gained such uh, public approbation um, that we mm-hmm. really do applaud them and families make a way for them. And, you know, obviously when I speak this way, I don't want to be misunderstood because I'm not talking about these individuals as people. Uh, we love every single human person. They're created in the image and likeness of God. But if we really love them, you know, according to what love really is, uh, you know, if we really love them, we want the best for them. And, and, and the ultimate best is their eternal salvation. And so mm-hmm. re- recognizing that, it, it places us in a position where we cannot uh, support uh, these kinds of, of relationships. As a matter of fact, I mean, if she was marrying a, a man, you know, as a Catholic, um, she would be marrying outside of the church and it would be mm-hmm. imprudent to attend. Now, you are her godmother, and, and is mm-hmm. your husband the godfather? Is it the... the no. The, no. no. Okay. So no. you are her godmother. And, you know, the, the godmother is really meant to be, as, as is the godfather, uh, to be, you know, if you will, a steward of the child's spiritual life and union with God. Um, so I think that based on that, it, you know, um, aside from the fact that I don't think that you could attend anyway, but I think that this gives you, uh, you know, even a, uh, a stronger kind of... of um, What's the word that I want to use? Um, resistance to 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 going. In other words, it, it's it's sort of like a double duty, a double obligation, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, because okay. you have this, you have a duty and, and a responsibility. I, you know what what I would do uh, in this situation. You know, and maybe you've done this already. Um, I, you know, I, I would make plans to get together with her by herself, to take her to lunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if she insists mm-hmm. on bringing. Um, the other woman with her, then that's fine. But I would explain to her, you know, I, I, I am your, I don't know what the other relationship is, if you're her auntie, or I don't know. I am. Uh, I am. You are. Okay. I, 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 am, I am your auntie, and I am your godmother. And my ultimate duty and responsibility toward you is to be of assistance in helping you gain eternal life. And this kind of a union will thwart that effort, if not uh, uh, completely destroy that effort. Um, and therefore, as your aunt, as your auntie, as your uh, godmother, um, I cannot support this union. You, I support. I love you. I want the best for you. Uh, and that is your eternal salvation. Uh, you, I support. But this action of yours, uh, I cannot support. Now, you very well may uh, cause a stir within the family. Uh, you may well be taken mm-hmm. off of the Christmas list. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we sometimes come up against these realities where we lose human respect. But our ultimate goal is not human respect. Our ultimate goal is, uh, is, is the, the approval of God. And he will hold us accountable. So it's not going to be easy because you know the rift is likely to happen. But better the rift than being in any way um, counted supportive of this because you would be held accountable before God for that. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, I'm so glad I called. 
Oh, Jackie, um, I you, am too. You, you just put things into, you stated things um, that were in my heart, and mm-hmm. you made it um, make sense for me. I, I really appreciate that. Oh, well, Jackie, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy we were able to have a conversation about it. Um, and I'm quite certain you. that you're not the only one in this situation. I, I, I've been in this situation mm-hmm. myself, you know, in a unique mm-hmm. way, not exactly the same, but somewhat the mm-hmm. same. And it, 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 it isn't easy, but you know, this is what I find every time that I have to have a difficult conversation, even if it's on the air here, um, you know, when it is in the Lord, the Holy Spirit is there and he makes it easy. He makes it, he, he makes the way smooth. Um, and you find that you have um, a courage that isn't coming from your own natural, uh, you know, temperament. It, because it's not, it's, 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 it's really the gift of the Holy Spirit called fortitude. Um, and as soon as you take that step and you begin to enter into the conversation, that fortitude will be there and the Holy Spirit, it will just blow his wind upon you and you'll sail right through it. Spirit led me to this phone call, so I think he'll take me the whole way. I think he will too, Jackie. I can, you can come <laughs> on it. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking my call. You're welcome, Jackie. God bless you. Thank you. Boy, oh boy, I'll tell you. You know, it's awful to be put in situations we don't want to be put in, but how often God puts us in those situations, he allows them to happen. Uh, And there's a reason for that. You know, he's working virtue. He's working virtue into us, right? He's making us holier by way of them. Uh, So we don't resist them. You know, we don't try to um, talk ourselves out of them. And Jackie comes with a humble spirit and an open heart. And that is a beautiful witness for all of us today. Let's go to Katie. Katie is calling us from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, listening to us via Sirius XM Station 130. Good morning, Katie. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing very, very fine. Thank you. Good. Um, I, well, today is my would be my sister's wedding anniversary. Oh, so some her she, husband. Oh, she had a she had a wedding. Um, I don't even know how many. You know, because you lose track. But her husband died about a year and a half ago. I'm so, so it's sorry. a hard day for her. It's yes, a hard day it for is. Her, but but they had a very good marriage, and you know, so she's and she's she's doing well. But um, the reason I called, I want some advice, and okay. I told your screener this. So um, I was listening to your, you know, your reconciliation, you know, examination of consciousness, and I try Mm -hmm. to go about every six to eight weeks. And I went recently, about two weeks ago, and Mm -hmm. I got there early, and the priest was there early, like 10 minutes early. So I was like the first one in. So I went in, and I gave my confession and, you know, did our thing. And when I left, I mean, and he gave me, you know, he gave me a, a penance and, and whatnot and, and absolution. But when I left the confessional, he jumped up and he's like, oh, I have to, I have to see there's a, a young child here um, that's going to make her first confession and I, I want her to be first in line. Well, I felt like when I left that he heard my confession, but he didn't listen to me because he was preoccupied with getting this child in. Mm-hmm. And I... I was kind of like, I know I was, you know, my, my sins were, you know, absolved, but I just felt like he, he didn't listen to what I was saying to him, you know, and, and, I, and I don't know, like, should I go back to confession at, at another church or should I go back to him? 
I, I, I don't I'm, I don't know what to do. Okay, Katie, I think that we can work our way through this. Um, you know, my, my I, I think that I think that uh, the devil is is causing you to be overly scrupulous about this. Um, okay. Remember that the priest is in persona Christi, right? Uh, I think that we've all experienced, uh, you know, at least one or two confessions in our lifetime where, um, you know, either the priest was distracted or he, um, you know, it seemed like he didn't want to be there. I remember one particular confession, and unfortunately in this particular church, there was no opportunity to be behind a screen. So it was face-to-face, and it was so obvious that this priest just did not want to be there. And um, boy, I came out of there and felt like I had to go to confession because I, not not because I didn't, uh, you know, because of the absolution, um, but because I was... <laughs> just so frustrated with him, you know? <laughs> so there was that part of that in, in, in my experience uh, that particular time. But remember, um, the priest is in persona Christi. So even though the man himself, you know, might be distracted and, and might not be overly attentive, um, the fact of the matter is it's Jesus operating through the priest. Uh, and Jesus hears everything. And he is never distracted. And the absolution that the priest gives, and you know this catechetically, is not him forgiving you. It's Jesus forgiving through you. He is in persona Christi. It's Jesus operative through that sacrament of holy orders. Um, so even though the priest might not have been at his best for you in that moment, Jesus is always at his best for you. And now the evil one will take these kinds of things, and, and what he'll do is he wants to rob you of, of your peace of heart. And obviously he is, you know, working overtime with you on that, uh, because you've been, you know, ill at ease interiorly. Uh, but you just, you just renounce that, you know, you renounce that evil, uh, kind of, um, temptation. Um, and, and just, you know, I would go into praise and thanksgiving. Jesus, I thank you so very much that you forgave me, that you heard everything that I said, Lord, that you are always there for me, that your grace is sufficient for me. I thank you for the gift of absolution for my sins. And I pray for this poor priest who in that moment was more focused on this little child than on me. Um, and, you know, and there's something in that too, Katie, that comes into my mind, even as I say it, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, God permits these things because he wants us to take a little interior look and see, you know, like, is my response to this? What's causing my response to this? Why is my response to this um, so um, maybe great? Why, you know, why is it, why am I so troubled by this? Could it be that maybe somewhere in there in the past, I have been paid less attention than maybe I needed as a child or, you know, even in my marriage or I've been given short shrift in certain moments. Um, maybe the Lord wants to heal that. But I can assure you the evil one loves to just get into the mess of it all. Okay. That's good. I mean, that makes good sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate but next, that. Yeah. I, and I'm glad. I, I, I hear that in you. Uh, and, and I just think it's so beautiful uh, that you have such a desire to receive the sacrament. And, and by that, I mean, not just get it, <laughs> but receive right. it. And especially when we're looking for some counsel and help and, you know, we just kind of get brushed off, you know, and, and if there's any priests listening, I mean, you know, th- this is something to hear. 
um, I mean, we, we are, they are just men after all, you know what I mean? They're, they're human beings. It's Jesus operative in them, but they're human beings subject to their own proclivities and their own weaknesses and imperfections and distractions and all of that. But I guess we don't, you know, we, we, we always have to try to rise above those things. Um, especially when we are acting in the service of the Lord in any capacity. So anyway, Katie, um, be assured of that. But, you know, if you, if you want to go to confession again, there's nothing the matter with that, you know, (laughs) but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out of a felt need uh, to go. I I would just, I would just go. And, you know, and you might talk it over with the priest the next time and say, Hey, this, you know, this, this went on father and, you know, just making my way through it. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And, I, and I'm and i going to put your sister right into tucking her into my heart, too, on this anniversary date. I, I'm sure it is, is a very difficult day for her um, as well. So thank you so much, Katie. You take care. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye now. Well, I think we, I don't know that we've got time for any more callers. We're down to like the last minute here. So anyway, all of that being said, uh, you know, thank you for giving me uh, the opportunity to talk with you today. I'm always eager to to be with you here on Women of Grace Live and to have that holy conversation. I hope that that examination of conscience is, is beneficial for you. It was useful for me as I went through it with you and obviously useful for some other people. Uh, so tomorrow, I want to remind you what tomorrow is. It's Friday. It's glory to God Friday. We give glory and praise to the Lord, uh, looking at those special blessings that were received through the course of the week. So, you know, put your thinking cap on uh, and begin to look back over the course of the week and how has God blessed you this week? Give us a call tomorrow and let us know all about it. In the meantime, I always encourage you to get out to our website, womenofgrace.com and EWTN.com. Oh my goodness sakes. And EWTNRC.com, the home of holy reminders. That's EWTN uh, Religious Catalog's website. So I encourage you to get out there and take a look at everything that's available for you there. And looking forward to being with you at one of our upcoming Women of Grace events. I do want to remind you about our Benedicta Institute uh, that is going to be holding a week-long immersive at Our Lady of Florida in North Palm Beach, Florida, right on the water there. Beautiful, beautiful uh, journey we'll make together. Uh, Who is woman? The journey from Eve to Mary is what Dr. Donald Wallenfang will be exploring with us for that week. Bishop William Walterscheid is going to be with us too. He's going to be giving us teachings on Mary in the life of the church and in the life of women of grace. Join us. God bless you now. Bye-bye.